0: You're going to love this. Just love it. You probably will. Whether I will, different question. Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, up in Oregon on 91.7 FM, KYAQ on the Central Coast at 106.7 FM, Queso in Cottage Grove, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on 93 FM, WLRI, in Hawaii on 88.5 FM, KAKU, The Voice of Maui. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM and in Palinville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950 KTNF, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Also, we are streaming coast to coast and around the globe as usual. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow says me. If not some of the people on the Twitters over the weekend, well, we'll see. Uh, we'll get to that, actually. I hope. We'll see. Uh, welcome to the uh, Bradcast, and welcome, of course, to Desi Doyen, who joins us as well today as usual. Are you yes. doing all right?
1: I'm going to make it.
0: All right, good. I hope so. I hope I do, too. <laughs> uh, you will be joining us uh, a little bit later with another Green News Report. We uh, took last, uh, our second one last week off because of the Final presidential debate Yeah, coverage there. So we'll talk a little bit about the final presidential debate in our Green News report today, but also a lot going on, uh, a lot of green news going on.
1: As always.
0: Particularly uh, pipeline protests all over, uh, well, in the U.S., up in Canada and everywhere else, and some news from China. So lots to look forward to there. Oh, and we get to find out how the EPA is to blame for Flint, Michigan's lead water crisis.
1: You'll just have to wait and see.
0: You will indeed. Uh, So we can look forward to that. Uh, In the meantime, uh, this is a story that uh, crosses both our uh, environmental coverage and our election coverage, believe it or not. A federal judge has now approved the largest auto scandal settlement in U.S. history on Tuesday giving nearly a half million Volkswagen owners and leaseholders the choice between selling their cars back or having them repaired so they don't cheat on emissions tests and spew excess pollution. U.S. District Judge Charles Breyer said the nearly $15 billion deal, quote, adequately and fairly compensates consumers and gets the pollution vehicles, the polluting vehicles off the road as soon as possible. The uh, You know, when we drive around uh, sometimes, uh, I, Desi, when we're on the road, we have a, a lovely Prius, so it doesn't give any emissions out of note. Uh, all of a sudden you smell something and you're like, wow, something stinks. I bet there's a Volkswagen around and you look up <laughs> and there's one right in front of us. I swear to God. They are is- a
1: stinky car because yes. diesel is a stinky fuel.
0: The German automaker acknowledged last year that about 475,000 Volkswagens and Aud- Audis with 2-liter four li- and four-cylinder diesel engines were programmed were programmed to cheat on emissions tests. Now we've covered this story before and, and now this is uh, this sort of finalizes it as the federal judge approves this settlement under the agreement owners can Choose to have Volkswagen buy back their vehicle regardless of its condition for the full trade in price. Yeah of what the price was last year, September 18, 2015, I guess, when they discovered this uh, yeah, situation? Yeah, when they
1: first were forced to acknowledge the situation. So, you know, to me, that is a so-so response, because here these people have to get a basically a new car. Mm-hmm. And so the trade-in value, you know, if you weren't planning on returning that mm-hmm. car, then, uh, you know, maybe it would be okay. It just seems kind of lame. Seems like they should pay a bit more punitive aspect of that. But that's just me.
0: They will also pay owners uh, anywhere from five to $10,000, depending on the the age of the car and whether the owner owned it prior to September 18 of last year. They have uh, the Volkswagen has agreed overall to spend up to 10 billion dollars compensating consumers, and um, this buyback could happen uh, as early as uh, begin as early as next month. The settlement also includes two and a half billion for unspecified environmental mitigation and two billion to promote zero emission vehicles. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, but a, um, uh, a, a Blair Stewart, a, a 2012 Jetta wagon owner, according to AP, up in uh, Palo Alto, California, said Volkswagen should have had to pay owners the full purchase price for their vehicle. Yeah, I Di- agree with that. He, basically because of the fraud. He says this is not enough to deter the kind of behavior that they did company still faces potential uh, fines in, in the billions for penalties and criminal charges. It will also pay up to $324 million in attorney's fees, 8500000 million out-of-pocket costs, and has agreed to pay U.S. dealers up to $1.2 billion. Uh, and again, there is a reason I'm covering this, not because we're an automotive show, so hang on. Uh, the, uh, the company said that they're going to set aside $18 billion to cover the cost of the global scandal or they had said that in April uh, after this uh, scandal erupted in 2015 when the U.S. EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, found that Volkswagen had fitted many of its cars with software that fooled emissions tests. The software recognized when the cars were being tested on a treadmill and turned on their pollution controls, but the controls were turned off when the cars were actually on the road. So the software knew when it was being tested, and it could give one result when it was being tested and a different result when it was actually being used on the road.
1: Completely undetected.
0: Correct. It took them years, uh, I guess, to discover this uh, problem. The EPA uh, alleged the scheme let the cars spew more than 40 times the allowable limit of nitrogen oxide, which can cause respiratory problems in humans and so forth. So that is... uh, Again, the reason I cover that story is for two reasons. One, the confluence of our environmental coverage, which it certainly fits into. Um, But also the fact that the software was specifically made, was specifically written in a way to evade uh, testing. You know, by those who who were supposed to see if the software, if the cars were working properly. And this is a problem that comes back again to voting machines in this country. And what I have been talking about for so many years on this program on Bradblog.com, and I'm going to give you an example of it in a moment. And there's a reason that I drive everyone crazy with this stuff. Because they're all driving me crazy with this stuff. Every (laughs) election, we get back to the same goddamn issues that come up time and time again in every election. And we see the same stories both from Republicans and Democrats who are concerned about this, but they're not really concerned about it until it uh, becomes election time. And then they quickly forget about it. Until the next four years and the same nonsense comes up again. So, you know, we have been trying. uh, We always try on this show, but certainly over the past week, we've been trying to uh, debunk a lot of the nonsense that is out there uh, concerning this election being rigged. And as Donald Trump is charging due to voter fraud and people voting five or ten times, absolute and utter nonsense. At least not at the polling places, maybe via via absentee uh, balloting. That's where fraud happens, but not at the polling place, not at the places that require photo ID to vote, as many Republican states are now requiring in order to keep Democratic-leaning voters from voting. So his claims about that are nonsense. The concerns, however, about voting systems and voting machines are not nonsense. And not necessarily because they can or will be rigged. We certainly know they can be rigged. We don't know if they will be or not, and that's the problem. We can't know if they were rigged, many of these machines. And I've often uh, talked about how that alone is a threat to democracy, what you're going to see after this election, particularly in close races, but even with you know just the way Donald Trump has been dealing with this election, oh, it's going to be rigged you're going to have people yelling and screaming that it was rigged, and they are already doing so. And they've got some, let's call it, evidence to back them up. I'll get to that in a minute, too. But let me take you back to 2012, since I was trying to uh, note that this happens every election, and we don't do anything about it, sadly. <clears throat> and this election, we've now got Democrats uh, and and the folks at the U.S. Elections Assistance Commission claiming that our elections can't be rigged. Our voting machines are secure, which is utter nonsense. They know it's nonsense because weeks earlier they were warning that uh, our elections could be hacked by Russia. And I pointed out at the time, it doesn't matter who hacks it, whether it's Russia, China, Iran, the guy who lives down the street, Um, You know, those terrible Koch brothers, that horrible George Soros, whoever it is, uh, it is a concern. And yet uh, many of the Democrats uh, trying to uh, give confidence to voters, understandably, are now saying, well, it could be, but it would be really hard. No, you couldn't do it. It'd be too hard to hack an entire election, presidential election. Well, maybe, maybe an entire presidential election, but not in some key spots. And again, uh, not in a way that you still end up being concerned after the election, whether it was manipulated or not. But anyway, I digress for a moment. Let me go back to 2012. Just about this time uh, before the November uh, presidential election, this was mid-October, at Bradblog.com, we reported about Democrats, progressives, who were freaking out about a voting machine company tied to, at the time, Mitt Romney and Bain Capital. Over at Freepress.org, they broke the story of uh, Mitt Romney and Bain Capital investment, uh, a team involved with a group called HIG Capital, in July of 2011, that group completed what they described as a strategic investment to take over a fair share of the Austin based e voting machine company called Heart Inner Civic. Several tanker trucks full of political ink have been spilled on Mitt Romney's tenure as a vulture capitalist at Bain Capital. Jerry Bellow and Bob Fitrakis wrote at the time at the Free Press. A more important story, however, is the fact that the uh, that Bain alumni now raising are now raising big money as Romney bundlers are also in the electronic voting machine business. This appears to be a repeat of the infamous former CEO of Diebold, Wally O'Dell, who raised money for Bush while his company supplied voting machines and election management software in the 2004 elections. And in fact, it was confirmed by uh, Lee Fong at that uh, same time back in 2012 over at The Nation uh, that uh, Lee Fong ran a story on crony capitalism about Tag Romney, Mitt Romney's son, uh, whose father and high profile connections present a number of troubling corporate conflicts of interest should Mitt Romney become president, as uh, Lee wrote at the time. Another outfit uh, documented the very well uh, documented article of these other guys uh, to report on the HIG group and their connections to Bain and their takeover of Heart Inner Civic. And in fact, they did uh, take over this company, Heart Inner Civic, which supplies uh, voting machines across much of Texas and in a bunch of other states, including uh, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky. Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Texas, Virginia, and Washington. And so you have a voting machine, a private voting machine company that is owned, at least in part, by folks who are related quite directly uh, to the presidential nominee, to Mitt Romney at the time back in 2012. And I was asked by uh, some reporters about this, and if I had a, a statement on it, because I know that I cover this stuff. This was back in 2012, and I, my statement in full was, once again, we're reminded of the dangers of the privatization of our once public electoral system. The company's ties, Hart InterCivic's ties, to Romney aren't the only disturbing ones we've seen with similar companies over the years. The fact is that nobody other than the public should have any sort of ownership or control of our elections. The proprietary voting systems now used in all 50 states, whether owned by Romney Associates a George W. Bush associate, as was the case with Diebold back in 2004, or even a company tied to Venezuela's Hugo Chavez, as with the Sequoia Voting System Company, which, as I reported at Bradblog.com exclusively, lied about the tie to, uh, to uh, Hugo Chavez uh, to public officials in Chicago when Chicago went and bought the Sequoia Voting Systems. Uh, Or we should also be concerned, I went on to note, the Canadian firm Dominion, which has since purchased Sequoia and also immediately lied about the fact that the intellectual property of their voting systems used still all across the U.S. is still owned by the Venezuelan firm, or at least it was back in 2012. Continues that I wrote continues to be a grave threat to American democracy and confidence in U.S. elections. It does not matter. Uh, Who it is who owns these voting machine companies and back uh, whether they are gaming the system or not just the the idea that they could the fear the concern that it instills in the public as it did with progressives back in 2012 when they were concerned about Mitt Romney owning this voting machine company or at least his son or at least uh, Bain Capital or at least those who were tied to him they had reason to be concerned. Doesn't mean the election is going to be uh, hacked or flipped or controlled by these companies, but people have reason to be concerned about it. Progressives, in particular back in 2012 with Hard inner Civic back in uh, 2008 and 2004 with Diebold, which was run by uh, huge fundraisers for George W. Bush. They all had reason to be controlled or to be concerned whether or not. Mitt Romney actually controlled uh, the elections and was going to change results. Well, now let's move the clock forward to 2016. A petition at WhiteHouse.gov is uh, titled here, We the People Ask Congress to Meet an Emergency Session About Removing George Soros' Own Voting Machines from 16 States. Oh, my God. Uh, when I checked this last night, they had already had about sixty thousand signatures, uh, or let's see, about forty thousand. They needed uh, sixty thousand by uh, sixty thousand more by November twentieth to get a response from the White House. Might be a little late by then, but the petition reads. Um, This man, I guess you're talking about Soros, this man has been linked to a person's campaign who is running in the election and has a clear bias to one candidate. His ownership of voting machines in 16 states is a clear breach of integrity of our electoral system. Well, it is. Or it would be if George Soros had anything to do with the voting machine company in question. So let me give you an idea because this comes up every single election and I have to come in and speak to it and respond to it in every single election because apparently we are so goddamn stupid in this country that we don't fix this problem so that we have either publicly owned election systems or better yet, Overseeable hand-counted paper ballots that uh, nobody can say was rigged because everybody saw the ballots get cast, they saw the ballots get counted. So let me return back to uh, to 2012 for a second. In that uh, same piece about Mitt Romney, I also talked about folks on the right who were then, back in 2012, concerned about the false right-wing story that had been bubbling around in 2012, charging inaccurately that uh, perennial Republican target George Soros owns or controls a company which will count 25% of the U.S. votes in this year's cycle. The exact same story back then. Now, at the time, it was uh, being put out by right-wing radio clowns like Michael Savage and, of course, Fox News. It was completely false. But the general concern at its heart was not false. And that's what I spoke to. Now, at the time, they weren't talking about the same company. In this version of the story, uh, George Soros uh, owned secretly or controlled a Spanish-based firm named Cytel. Now, uh, Seidel uh, runs a runs vote tabulation machines in other countries, but they don't run any here in the U.S. They are trying to get into the insane Internet voting game here in the U.S., um, but they don't actually count any ballots. They did buy a company by the name of SOE, and that company runs websites uh, which report election results for various uh, public jurisdictions around the country, municipalities, counties and states and so forth, but they don't actually count any votes. They just report them. Now, a company that reports election night election results on election night could game the system. Uh, And in fact, there are concerns that that happened back in 2004, a company by the name of Smart Tech, who took over the reporting of the presidential election results in Ohio and in the middle of the night, changed the server from uh, Ohio down to uh, a server down in Tennessee that is, in fact, uh, that served all of these Republican websites. Um, And this was understandably a concern. And again, this happens when you give up our, you know, what we do in our elections to private companies. I linked in the uh, 2012 article back to uh, Ellen Tyson uh, back of uh, votersunite.org back in 2008, a report on the vendor-controlled, quote, undermining of U.S. elections. So uh, we have been pointing it out, working with Ellen, going all the way back to 2008, 2005, the same story over and over again. Now, Soros apparently has no control whatsoever Back in 2012, as I reported, of the Seidel company or of the SEO company, whatever that was called, SOE company. But people are concerned. They were concerned about Soros then on the right. They were concerned about Mitt Romney on the left and and uh, George W. Bush and Debold on the left and Hugo Chavez on the right. All of these concerns. And here we see them once again almost exactly in 2016 in a petition to the White House about George W uh, George, I'm sorry, George Soros owned voting machines. Now, you know, by the way, a lot of people may not even know who the hell George Soros is. Uh, I don't really know who he is, uh, other than uh, supposedly he supports, a, uh, you know, a bunch of progressive causes out there. Yeah, he's there. a
1: billionaire investor, just like, you know, Warren Buffett and other billionaire Except investors. Except he
0: does, he has more of well, a yeah, political he has, bent. He definitely Soros. does, and
1: he definitely uh, does help uh, nonprofit organizations who also deal with the environment. So, yes, he does. Uh, he does put his money into progressive causes.
0: Not quite as publicly as the Koch brothers do. However, uh, they have just an entire food well, they have a whole chain network of yeah. network of, yeah, of think tanks and universities and political groups and candidates that they support. Now, um, that doesn't make one better than the other. I'm just pointing out that there's, you know, a lot of concerns about George Soros from folks on the right. They don't care that much about uh, the Koch brothers, you know. It's almost
1: like they're not being very objective about right. the criteria.
0: <laughs> Everybody is not very objective. This time of year, especially they're incredibly partisan. Obviously, you know, we're in the middle of an election, a heated battle. Well, OK, so they were saying that uh, George Soros controls uh, voting machines used in 16 states. Turns out uh, he doesn't uh, own or control voting machines used in any states. Never has. What they're talking about is uh, the, the company called uh, Smartmatic, which used to own the company called Sequoia. Sequoia has since been sold, yes, to a Canadian firm called Dominion. Now, at the time, we exclusively broke the story, and it was uh, pretty remarkable at the time that uh, Sequoia was, in fact, hiding its ties Uh, To Smartmatic. And uh, folks on the right, again, were concerned about uh, the ties that uh, Smartmatic had to Hugo Chavez and his elections there, questions about uh, his elections uh, down there in Venezuela. And uh, we reported at the time that, in fact, Smartmatic, the Smartmatic company, did own the intellectual property, some of the intellectual property that was used in Sequoia voting machines. And those Sequoia voting machines are, in fact, used uh, around, uh, you know, 15 or 16 states in the U.S., and Sequoia was lying about it, and Sequoia lied about it to the, uh, to the city of Chicago, and we've got documents there. And I've got the president of Sequoia on a conference call admitting to this tie uh, to the intellectual property of uh, the Smartmatic Company. Uh, So a lot of reason people even know about Smartmatic and their ties to Sequoia and so forth is because of my reporting back in 2010 or whatever it was when we had those uh, rather amazing exclusive reports. You can still look them up at at Bradblog.com, of course. But um, Smartmatic has sold Sequoia. Uh, First, they sold them to themselves. Sequoia became its own independent company and then they were bought by Dominion and all the whole time they still were lying about the fact that Smartmatic owned the intellectual property, at least uh, to some extent, in those machines. It didn't give Smartmatic control over those machines. But it did, uh, you know, uh, allow them, if people wanted to uh, sue the, uh, the machines to look at the source code or to look at anything like that, well, this company in Venezuela would have a say over that. Now, of course, uh, the shorthand from the right wingers here is that George Soros controls elections in 16 states. And we've seen a whole bunch of stories about this over the past, uh, over the weekend. Um, People were asking me about this uh, on the Twitters. I was trying to respond to say that, you know, to my knowledge, George Soros has no ownership of the Smartmatic company. And in any event, Smartmatic has no voting machines that are used in the U.S., Uh, Now, as it turns out, there is some relationship that George Soros has to the guy who now does own Smartmatic, a guy by the name of Lord Mark Malik Brown. Uh, He sits on in the British House of Lords. Um, Apparently he's on uh, one of the boards of one of George Soros's groups. He was formerly a vice chairman of Soros's investment funds, according to some of the reporting. Smartmatic has had to re- respond to this to say, no, uh, Smartmatic is a privately owned company, and uh, Lord Malik Brown's relationship to uh, George Soros is uh, tenuous at best. He has no investment in the Smartmatic company whatsoever.
1: He knows a guy He knows who a guy. owns Smartmatic.
0: Kind of, yeah. Okay. And by the way, Smartmatic has no voting machines in the entire United States. <laughs> So, uh, you know, and, and anyway, I tried to explain this because I am sympathetic. I do understand why people are concerned about this and concerned about the private ownership. Apparently there was uh, one of the WikiLeaks cables that someone found uh, that talked about the Smartmatic company and, uh, the, and their ties to Hugo Chavez and then uh, folks on the, uh, in the right wing uh, blogosphere. Uh, started covering this and claiming the election is going to be stolen by George Soros. And this results in this petition on the White House site. So um, dumb that it uh, <laughs> that this inaccurate reporting. Understandable, however, about the concerns, because we do use private voting machine companies in this country, which is insane. Um, But it's not something that only happens, uh, you know, with with the Democrats, with, with Hillary Clinton, that George Soros is trying to steal the election. The same concerns were on the left with progressives about right wingers stealing the elections via these machines. So I tried to explain some of this in a, in a bit of a Twitter fight uh, over the weekend with uh, some uh, right winger. There, the nice thing is, despite after you know th- two or three days of him calling me a liar and a hack and a quack and everything else. Uh, and sicking his uh, Twitter troll friends on me, it ended up with him actually going and and reading Bradblog.com and understanding that the reason he was concerned about this story in the first place was in no small part because of my coverage of this issue and my exposure of Smartmatic owning the intellectual property of Sequoia and so forth. And he actually put out a couple tweets. He said, and you never see this. You never see this on, on Twitter. Uh, He wrote, I'd like to apologize to the Brad blog. Wow. As I've already very publicly misjudged his character, I should set the record right. A more thorough look at the Brad blog and his backlinks leading to his site. Tell me I was an ass and too quick to judge. Wow. That never happens (laughs) on the Internet, does it? (laughs) So it's the same story over and over and over again. There are reasons to be concerned. Uh, there are not reasons to either freak out or, uh, you know, claim that the, your opponent is stealing the election. Uh, you know, vis-à-vis some, you know, tenuous ownership of somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. I mean, if you wanted to be concerned about ownership of voting machines. You would look at as I started this in Texas with Heart Inner Civic, which runs those uh, Heart Inner Civic uh, on, often one hundred percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems all over the state of Texas, and that uh, company uh, being owned by Mitt Romney's people. So you know you think you might want to start there, but no, it's it's only uh, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats who are doing it. Unless you're a Democrat. In that case, it's uh, only the Republicans and.
1: Uh, Bain Capital. Bain Capital
0: and... who's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's not just the ownership of the machines, however, it is the specific machines themselves. And again, there are reasons to be concerned uh, as people are in the middle of freaking out. And I'm in the middle of trying to both help people understand that some of their concerns are justified. Others are not. And I hate to make it a both sides do it issue, but in this case, it's a both sides issue. uh, Both sides do it issue. And I will explain that and what's going on in Desiree's own home state of Texas (laughs) and in a whole bunch of other states uh, right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. (laughs)
1: Tuesday in November, I took that stroll to cast my ballot at the local poll. The lines were long, but I didn't care. I had a water, a hat in my folding chair. Walked up to the booth, didn't say a word. Was sure that my voice would be heard. I hit that button, my vote was sent. But now nobody knows exactly where it went. They lost Yes, they're losing votes again all over the
0: country. They actually are. Uh, I don't know that we actually uh, found them in the first place on many of these uh, voting systems. I'll get to that in a second. But I want to remind you, we had started uh, the the previous segment with with Volkswagen. And the fact that uh, the, the, the software designers designed the software in such a way that they behaved one way when they were tested and another way when they were actually used. And one of the things that the U.S. Elections Assistance Commission has come out and said over the past week is that every machine is tested before it's used in the election. That is just not true. It's just not true. I talk to election officials. I talk to uh, observers. Uh, Every machine is not tested. It would take forever, particularly in places that use touchscreen voting systems. A lot of times... Uh, You know, unlike an optical scan paper ballot machine where there might be just one of them at the polling place, when it comes to touchscreens, there's so many of them. A lot of times election officials just, you know, test a few machines randomly. And if that works, great. And if there's any problem, well, we'll deal with that later. So um, in any event, even if you test them, however, the machines can be programmed in a way that they can know they're being tested and show you one thing. Uh, But, you know, do something completely different when they're actually used. That's why I call touchscreen voting machines 100% unverifiable voting. There is no way, there is uh, no proof that any vote ever cast, ever cast on a touchscreen voting machine during an election for any candidate or initiative on the ballot, there is no proof that any single one of those votes has ever been recorded accurately as per the voters' intent. It's insane that we use them, but we continue to do so, and as we do so year after year or election after election, the same concerns, the same panic, the same allegations happen. And I'm going to get to some of those allegations in a moment, but I'll start here with Texas. Desi Doyan, we talked yesterday about your dad, who went yes. to the first day of early voting down in Austin. Yep. Said there was huge lines. Oh,
1: yeah. 150 people, several hours long, he said.
0: Well, apparently it's not only in uh, Democratic-leaning Travis County, Austin, Texas. It's actually in the 10 biggest counties in Texas. According to Texas Tribune, multiple Texas counties reported record-breaking turnout figures on the first day of early voting on Monday, Some counties saw as much as double the number of votes cast on uh, Monday as compared to the first day of early voting back in 2012. For example, Travis County had one of the biggest jumps, uh, almost uh, twice as many, 35,000 votes, 35,000 votes were cast in Travis County early voting on the first day compared to just 16,000 votes back in 2012. Wow. We are seeing this all over Texas in one uh, county after another. Huge turnout. And as your dad noted, a lot of young people were uh, turning out.
1: Yeah, he was very uh, impressed. In
0: Austin. Uh, But we'll see what that means. uh, If that means big turnout for Hillary Clinton, I suppose you could have a lot of Donald Trump fans down there in Texas. Could also be turning out in droves. Well, early voting in Texas, by the way, that will continue through November 4. Election Day is November 8th, just by way of reminder, since Donald Trump told people it was November 28th at one point, it's actually November 8th. But uh, with, you know, early voting now underway in Texas and, in fact, the polls showing that Texas could actually, if there is a big turnout, could somehow turn blue. I'm dubious, but it could happen. Well, Republicans... Right-wingers at least have a response to that. They know why uh, the the results in Texas could turn blue, and it is because of uh, residents in multiple Texas cities who are already complaining that voting machines are switching their votes from Trump to Hillary. Two examples here. Gary and I went to vote early today. I voted voted a straight ticket Republican. uh, And as I scrolled to submit my ballot, I noticed that the Republican straight ticket was highlighted. However, the Clinton Kane box was also highlighted. I tried to go back and change it and I could not get it to work. I asked for help from one of the workers. She couldn't get it to go back either. It took a second election person to get the machine to where I could correct the vote to a straight ticket for the Republicans. Be careful and double check your selections before you cast your vote. Don't hesitate to ask for help, she says. I had to have help to get mine changed. Well, that's disturbing. Yeah. D- good advice, however. Um more and more reports from a Facebook page uh, charging this exact same thing down in Texas. People voting straight ticket Republican uh, and seeing their vote flipped over to uh, Clinton, uh, Clinton and Kane for some reason. The list goes on and on. Uh, and of course, uh, they say, see how this always happens to Republicans. You never hear stories about vote flipping. Uh, happening to Democrats, (laughs) which is so ridiculous if you read, you know.
1: (laughs) If you remember, I don't know, anybody remember 2008 when Oprah Winfrey's vote flipped?
0: It did indeed. You just
1: have no memory whatsoever.
0: And 2004, we've got uh, so many hundreds of uh, incidents, stories of that happening uh, to Democrats trying to vote for the Democratic presidential nominee and it flipping to, John McCain, flipping to Mitt Romney. Well, they're concerned about that happening in Texas, uh, and now they're concerned about it also happening in Maryland. Uh, This uh, news site called Political Insider. News site might be too strong of a word here, but anyway. (laughs) uh, Political Insider headline confirmed by experts voting machines in Maryland and Illinois rigged to support Democrats. And they tell the story about, uh, well, let's see, when I first selected my candidate on the electronic machine, it would put the X on the candidate I chose, a Republican, but it would put the X on the Democrat. It wouldn't put it on the uh, Republican, but it would put it on the ex-Democrat candidate right above it. This happened multiple times with multiple selections. Every time my choice flipped from Republican to Democrat, sometimes it required four or five tries to get the X to stay on my selection. Uh, that was in uh, where was that? That was in Maryland. one of the first uh, one of the first states in the union to go to one hundred percent unverifiable Diebold bold touchscreen voting machines back in two thousand and two. They're supposed to be moving away from them to paper ballots, but apparently they're still having uh, they're still using these crap machines made by Debold. Uh, this also happened to uh, voters in another county in Maryland on a Diebold touchscreen. Uh, this article, one of the reasons I say that it's, uh, uh, you know, not really a news site is because uh, they're talking about Chicago, Illinois. A Republican candidate who was running in Chicago, Illinois, tried to vote for himself only to have the electronic bold voting machine cast a vote for his opponent. Well, they don't use Diebold voting machines in Chicago. Details, they
1: shmeetails.
0: They use Sequoia. See the previous segment we talked about. And by the way, as you note, Desi, that's uh, where uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey had her vote flipped. Yep. From the uh, uh, Republican, from sorry, from the Democrat to the Republican. Right. Uh, So, yes, they flip all the time. And the response is that this is just a calibration issue with the touchscreens, that they get out of calibration, they have to be adjusted. Well, maybe, probably, I would say. Because if you wanted to steal an election by flipping the votes on a touchscreen voting machine, the dumbest thing in the world you could do would be to show it to the voter. There's no reason to do that. You can click on candidate A and have the machine record candidate B without showing that to the voter. So while people are very concerned about this, it's probably just the crap machines we use, not actually... Democrats trying to steal your election or, by the way, Republicans trying to steal your election. Here's a note I uh, received from uh, on on the Twitters from Sandy in Durwood, who says uh, the Brad blog just wanted to make sure you are aware that people are already reporting voter irregularities with early voting. Now that wouldn't be a voter irregularity. The voter isn't doing anything wrong, but they are running into an irregularity. And uh, she cites, uh, let's see, uh, warning: reports of voting machine irregularities in Ohio and in California. Check your vote before you leave. Warning, warning! Writes someone on uh, the Facebook. Went to vote and hit the button for Hillary Clinton, but the machine automatically put the check mark for Trump. You have to take the pen that's attached to the machine and uncheck Trump and redo your vote for Hillary. Can you imagine how many people are not paying any attention to what the machine is doing? Please share this information, all caps ASAP, from one of the sisters' page. So this is the same story. As a matter of fact, Desi, we probably could have taken the day off. (laughs)
1: And we played an old show (laughs) And run an
0: episode from just before the 2012 election And and for those of you who have heard all of this before I am sorry I am sorry that we have to, uh, you know Respond over and over again to the same thing So, uh, no, this does not mean that the election is being stolen by Take your pick, which candidate Uh, But it does mean it could be stolen by Take your pick, uh, candidate Uh, Or their associates. Uh, Or it also could mean, as we have found, and I'm sure we'll be doing an episode on this, uh, the machines just get it wrong. The machines are because they're crap. They just report the wrong numbers. They do the wrong thing. The results that they report are not the actual, do not actually reflect uh, the voters, the voter intent.
1: Remember Pamela Smith uh, of Mm verifiedvoting.org, she said, remember, computers are programmed by humans. Humans make mistakes. So, yes, Mm -hmm. you know, this this faith that people have that somehow a computer is better um, in all cases is just not borne out by the facts.
0: No, it's not. And uh, it's actually counter to the facts. It's contrary to the facts uh, that these jobs are being, you know, jobbed out to private companies. Whether they get it right or not, whether they game the system or not, whether their uh, machines have errors or not, ultimately, it does not matter. Look at the mess that it causes. Look at the way people freak out on both the right and the left. For good or bad reasons. You know, we're we're complaining about Donald Trump saying the election uh, will be rigged. And yet we're giving all of this ammunition to people to claim exactly that. It's insane. It's an insane way to run a democracy. But that's what we do. And that's what we still do. And this is the mess we still have. And I'll still keep debunking uh, the nonsense and underscoring the stuff that is not nonsense. Got a lot of both this year. All right, a quick break. And we're back with the Green News Report. (laughs) Man, I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. (laughs) Hey, this is Brad. What the public hears over the public airwaves matters. Without an informed electorate, we've got, well, we got what we have right now. We do our best on the broadcast five days a week to balance that with accurate reporting on issues that actually matter. We don't always get it right, but we try like hell to do so. And we do it all independently and without the influence of corporate or political funding. But we can't do it without you. Please don't presume others will step up. We need you to help us keep doing what Desi Doyen and myself try to do every day on the broadcast. Please help us continue to do so by going to bradblog.com/donate to help keep the broadcast going and telling the truth over your public airwaves. That's bradblog.com/donate. Don't wait. Please stop by today. Thanks. Ah, oh, yes. Desi Doyen's Siren Song.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Des, we've got a, a story here before we go to the Green News. Well, I'll do it after, I'll do it after the Green News okay. uh, from a senator who is in a very close race uh, who said something incredibly stupid, at least in my opinion. We'll get your opinion uh, on climate change and global warming. We'll cover that after we get to our latest Green News Report.
2: If it wasn't for you people, that pipeline would have been finished. And I thank you guys.
1: More than 120 arrested at pipeline protest in North Dakota. More arrests at pipeline protest in Ottawa, Canada. Toxic gas pipeline ruptures kills one in Nebraska. Nebraska. China further restricts new coal-fired power plants. Plus, EPA waited seven months to warn Flint residents their water was contaminated with lead.
0: All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And
1: I'm Desi Doyen.
0: Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment.
2: We're going to allow the Keystone pipeline and so many other things to move forward. Tremendous numbers of jobs.
0: Well, 34 jobs may be tremendous numbers to some people. And you thought the Keystone Pipeline was dead. This is your Green News Report. I'm gonna soak up the sun. Okay, Desi Doyen, we took off a Green News Report last week because of the final presidential debate. But now that they are all complete... We are all shocked to learn that there was not a single question about climate change. In the entire cycle.
1: I know. Not a single corporate media moderator bothered to ask any, any climate change question in the general election presidential debates. That's the second presidential election in a row in which the media has failed to inform the public about climate change.
0: Which just proves that climate change and global warming is not important or it's not happening. Clearly.
1: <laughs> One or the other. It's got to be. Yep. Meanwhile, in Flint, Michigan's ongoing lead contamination crisis, the inspector general of the Environmental Protection Agency has concluded that the EPA took seven months longer than necessary to warn Flint residents about lead contamination in their drinking water supply. The IG report found the EPA had enough information and the authority under the Safe Drinking Water Act to intercede in the state's handling of the situation and could have issued an emergency order.
0: So this means it's all the EPA's fault?
1: No, but it does mean that the EPA needs to better train its regional offices on when they do have the authority to intervene.
0: So it's still the fault of the Republicans in Michigan who poisoned Flint's water with lead.
1: Sadly, yes. In North Dakota... Water is life beneath each at the months-long peaceful protest against the Dakota Access Pipeline near the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation, Tribal Chairman David Archambault has now asked the U.S. Justice Department to intervene to protect citizens' rights to peaceful protest amid escalating militarized police response. Police used pepper spray to arrest at least 127 peaceful protesters on charges of trespassing and rioting over the weekend. Mm. Pipeline owner Energy Transfer Partners has resumed construction on private land. Lands along the pipeline's disputed route after an appeals court lifted a temporary injunction. In Canada, nearly 100 students were arrested on Monday in front of the Canadian Parliament in Ottawa for civil disobedience in protesting the proposed Kinder Morgan tar sands pipeline across Native American lands to British Columbia. Student leader Amanda Harvey Sanchez told the Ottawa citizen they are holding Prime Minister Justin Trudeau accountable for his climate promises. It's
0: great to finally have a government that believes in climate change, but quite frankly, that's not enough. And the Trudeau government made commitments on the international stage to doing its part to keep warming to 1.5 degrees. We cannot do that while also expanding the tar sands, and the Kinder Morgan Pipeline facilitates tar sands expansion, so this pipeline is in direct conflict with our international commitments.
1: In Nebraska, some residents have been allowed to return to their homes outside of rural Decatur after a pipeline rupture leaked a deadly cloud of poisonous anhydrous ammonia on a pipeline that runs from Texas to Minnesota. The evacuation order, however, came too late to save the life of a 59-year-old man who unwittingly drove into the gas cloud. The National Transportation Safety Board is now investigating. Finally, China is scaling back dozens of new and proposed coal-fired power plants. The State National Energy Administration announced it has halted several new coal plants in the midst of construction. They've canceled several proposed coal projects that had already been approved, and they said they will cap the total output of some of China's largest coal plants, all part of a new government effort to switch to renewable energy and wean the country off of coal, which still generates the majority of China's electricity.
0: And yet Senator Marco Rubio, who's running for a re-election in Florida, said that uh, while he's willing to do stuff to mitigate climate change and the rising seas, he's not actually willing to do anything to stop emissions because he says China is going to keep emitting anyway. They're asking me to support policies that will have no impact on the environment since China is more than making up for any carbon cuts we would do. I guess he didn't get the memo that China is limiting their emissions in a much bigger way than we are. Bigly. <laughs> For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Come on. Oh, Marco Rubio Oh little Marco
1: uh,
0: He is of course uh, One senator who is uh, running And who has been saying stupid things about global warming But also uh, Senator Ron Johnson Of Wisconsin who's in a tight battle With uh, Senator, former Senator Russ Feingold Who's a uh, uh, progressive uh, Democrat From Wisconsin trying to get his seat back um, Well He He uh, <laughs> On Monday, uh, Ron Johnson said that he's not concerned about climate change at all because civilization thrives in warm climates. Chuck from Green Bay says that science shows atmospheric carbon creates change. Do you believe that? Well, first of all,
2: climate has always changed, always will. For example, for the last 100 years, best we can determine, climate has increased by 1.7 degrees the life expectancy is increased by 31 years. So, I, I, yeah, climate has always changed, always will. I'm just not an alarmist. We will adapt. And truthfully, let's, let's take a look at facts. When the, the rise of civilizations in Mexico and, and Greece were occurring, it was 4.4 degrees hotter. You know, the, the kind of the, the zenith of the Roman Empire is 2.9 nah. degrees warmer. So, actually, civilization thrives. How many people are moving up toward the Antarctica or the, uh, the Arctic? Most people move down to Texas and Florida where it's a little bit warmer. So, again, I'm just not an alarmist. We'll adapt. Obviously, man affects the environment, and we should do everything we can to keep maintain a clean environment, but you need an affluent society. You need a strong economy to do it. Let's not shoot ourselves in the foot with policies that President Obama said would necessarily cause electricity rates to skyrocket. That's called a self-inflicted wound. I wouldn't support those kind of policies. Those are That's bad for Wisconsin families. Uh,
0: so that was Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, a Republican senator uh, running against the Democrat Russ Feingold. So Desi Doyen. And, and we've got some good news here uh, with this second clip. That was Ron Johnson on uh, WHBY up in Wisconsin on Monday. Um, so uh, we will adapt. Ancient Greece was four degrees warmer than uh, current...
1: May, I'm not sure exactly what Where bizarre statistic. He, I think I think he might be referring to the medieval warming period, which was a regional, what scientists believe was a regional warming in the North Atlantic region. Um, you know, which would incorporate you know much of uh, much of Europe, and of course, there's also some pockets. Also, like down in Central America, where ocean currents and the tilt of the Earth, the actual orbital mechanics of the planet, actually did create a slight warming effect during that period of time and a little bit after that. But I don't know if that's what he's referring to or not. But, yeah, yeah that was natu- natural and cyclical. What we're experiencing now is most definitely not. That has already been figured out.
0: There, there seems to be Republicans uh, like uh, to cite certain science in their responses Just not other science. and Unfortunately, much of the certain science they choose tends to be completely made up, made up BS. Uh, But uh, all right. So it's it's nicer. It'll be nicer if it's warmer. People move to Texas and Florida. So stop complaining about it being warmer, Desi. That's going to be nice.
1: Well, also, he talks about this idea that we'll adapt. Mm -hmm. How do you adapt to not having Iowa be able to grow corn anymore? Or the Midwest, being able to grow, you grow anything. You grow
0: in the Arctic. That's how you adapt. Obviously. Uh, and you pack up your bags from Miami and you move uh, the north to where the uh, ocean is not I'm overtaking I'm sure the Canadians
1: the... will be very happy to hear about all the, uh, the, all the adap- adaptation that they're going to help us out with.
0: They're going to need to build a wall. That's all <laughs> I can say. Uh, but anyway, uh, the good news here is actually this position is uh, somewhat greener. Than just a a month or two ago from Ron Johnson uh, when he was on the Glenn Klein show on WRJN radio in August uh, saying that climate is not warming at all. Secretary of State Kerry says that global warming is as big a problem as radical
2: Islamic terrorism. What would you say to the Secretary of State? Uh, uh, That he's crazy. (laughs) Crazy? Crazy. You know, first of all, the, the the climate hasn't warmed in quite a few years. I mean, that that's that is proven scientifically. So that's why they've changed the, the terminology right. from global warming to climate change. Right. That covers everything. Uh, the climate has always changed; it always will. But uh, you know, the whole climate change debate gives, and they've been there are all kinds of quotes from adherents of uh, and promoters of climate change. The Scientist. reason they're doing is it's just such a great opportunity to control. Right you know, pretty much government like can cons- control your lives but I mean, again I don't know why they want to do it there, there's an arrogance of power there they're, they're utopians they, right. they really think we- they can create heaven on earth
0: okay never mind heaven on earth we're running late and I want to get your thought on this des. Uh, he's he appears to be evolving because just two months ago he said that there, uh, the climate hasn't warmed in quite a few years and on Monday he said well yeah it, it is warming and warming won't be bad the, it'll,
1: it'll be nice the ever-shifting opinions of a Republican in denial
0: Evolving. Oh, he believes in evolution. He's he's evolving. (laughs) He's evolving. Don't you understand? And in this case, it was a very quick evolution from, what, just about two months ago. That was quick. For Ron Johnson. He's getting there. So give him some time. Maybe he'll have a whole bunch of time to think about this after the uh, November 8 election because uh, Russ Feingold uh, is is said to be ahead in that race last I checked although it is very close so we will see okay well let's get out and uh, while the getting's good my thanks to our producer Desi Doyen of course as always and my thanks to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us if you missed any portion of today's program Speaking to the latest George Soros nonsense, you can download it at bradblog.com for free. Uh, you can also get it over on iTunes. We hope you'll uh, spread around the good news and uh, give us good comment while you're there at iTunes. It makes it easier for everyone else to find us. My thanks to those of you who support us at bradblog.com slash donate. Thank you for stopping by there. If you want to drop me email, you can find me. I am Bradcast at Bradblog.com. And I'm also on the Facebooks and the Twitters, no matter what you want to call me, you can find me there as well. I am simply the Brad Blog. Alright, until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world!